This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by GoGo's Bootcamp. Are you a real estate agent looking for the very best media training program on the planet? GoGo Bethke is considered the top Instagram realtor in the country, and her step-by-step training program will take your social media game to the next level. Keeping It Real listeners receive a special discount, so please visit gogopodcast.com. That's G-O-G-O podcast.com for your special discount. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with CenturyLock founder and CEO, Scott Fisher. Before we get to Scott, just a couple of quick reminders. Number one, please tell a friend about this podcast. Think of one other real estate agent that could benefit from hearing from top producers and industry veterans like Scott and send them a link to our website, keepingitrealpod.com. They can find every episode we've ever done and stream it right from their browser. And also follow us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash keepingitrealpod. We post every episode we do there. We also, as we're recording episodes live, we broadcast them live on that Facebook page so you can watch Uh, in advance of us actually producing the episode and you'll get uh, early access. So again, facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now on to our interview with Scott Fisher. Today on the show, we have Scott Fisher from CenturyLock. Now, Scott is the CEO and founder of CenturyLock LLC, which is a subsidiary and the official lockbox solution for the National Association of Realtors. As an innovator with over 30 years developing and delivering technology solutions in the real estate industry, Scott has 24 US and foreign patents to his credit and is the catalyst for technology-driven development for CenturyLock. Now, over 400,000 realtors currently use CenturyLock. And as we mentioned, they are the official lockbox solution for NAR. If you're not yet using CenturyLock or their newest product, CenturyKey, which we're going to be speaking about, please contact your local realtor association or visit CenturyLock. And that's Century with an I, CenturyLock.com. Scott, welcome to the show. Oh, great to be here. Thanks for having me. We are really excited to have you um, here, and I am. We normally don't have, um, you know, what we do on the show is predominantly talk to top producers and ask them how they became successful. And most of our top producers that we've interviewed on the show over the years, we've done about three hundred episodes or just under. Uh, use CenturyLock, so we thought this was a perfect opportunity to speak to the the man behind uh, the technology. And also, you guys have some exciting news of a, a a new launch that happened last month. And so we are actually. I guess almost two months ago now, and right. would love to talk to you about that. So my, my first question is for anyone out there who's a realtor who might not be currently u- utilizing CenturyLock, can we just talk, define what CenturyLock is and what it does? Yeah, so CenturyLock, we started the company back about almost 18 years ago. And what we came in the market to do was to provide a competitive uh, solution uh, to the electronic lockbox that was out there market being primarily dominated by Supra at the time, which was owned by General Electric. And my partners and I started the business specifically to bring a competitive lockbox solution into the marketplace. And now it's pretty much us and Supra out there. 
And how did you get involved in the real estate industry? Are, are you um, are you an engineer? Are you uh, an inventor? Sort of what's your background? So my background is engineering. And I'll give you the short version. Otherwise, we'd have to get some beer involved in this because it's a <laughs> long story. But my background goes back really 30 years ago. Um, so back in the days, and some of you will remember this, some of you look at me like I'm, I'm talking from the dark ages of, of, of computers, is that uh, my first product in this space was a terminal access software that was used by real estate agents to access their multiple listing service. This, of course, is all pre-internet, pre-browser. And what it allowed you to do was use your dial-up modems, if you might remember that from uh, many sure. years ago, to access those proprietary mainframes, download photographs, all the things that your browser does without even blinking an eye today was all done over dial-up in those days. So my partner's I, partner and I business, we, um, we basically sold our product uh, primarily through uh, Boris Systems, which again, you know, ancient MLS names that will pop up here, and ultimately uh, more data management, which had the Compass product. And our product at one point was probably the most widely used terminal access software. So there was a software side of the business, which we ran for about, well, probably 10 years. And then as part of that, you know, getting exposed to other real estate technology needs, um, uh, we looked into the lockbox scenario because there were a lot of customers saying that they were looking for choices, new technology, new opportunities out there. And uh, interestingly, my, one of my partners had started a rapid prototyping business. This is back in the days when 3D printing was just coming on the market. The printers were, you know, half a million dollar pieces of equipment, et cetera. So in-house, we had this kind of interesting mix of engineers and software developers and people with real estate technology background. And we created uh, a lockbox solution, which we then uh, partnered up with NAR. They became a majority investor in the business and promoted that to uh, real estate agents. And now we have, you know, 400,000 real estate agents in the U.S. and Canada using our product and service. And so CenturyLock is a huge leap beyond going to Amazon, purchasing a lockbox for $20, you know, putting a, a manual code in and, you know, hoping no one else gets, gets access to that code, right? Right. Absolutely. Now, you know, the technology we focused around, you know, agent productivity, certainly the security of the product is important. Um, you know, ours is, you know, one of the most independently attack tested products out there. We want to make sure the realtors feel safe putting it on there. Plus, it's a differentiator for agents coming into their clients. You know, if they put a master lock a combo lock on a property, and that's pretty pretty benign. You know, you can get those at Home Depot. However, you know, bringing on something new, the clients look at this. What is this? This is the best technology that's out there to help track, you know, activity at the listing, provide the data we need to support the sale of the property, et cetera. So we think it's a, a differentiator from a market perspective for agents promoting themselves to clients. And, and additional security because. Of course, uh, you know, realtors are the only ones to get access to those codes uh, through through the CenturyLock system. Exactly. And of course, you know, we're app-based now, so that makes the, the security even greater. There's no codes floating around unless it's a temporary access solution. So again, it, it really tailors to what agents are using every day. Um, and, if, and if nobody, if you don't believe me about the security aspects, just go on YouTube and look at any commercial lock product out there that's a lockbox, uh, and you'll find that there are, you know, uh, Certainly a lot of people, very creative ways of, uh, of, of getting into those products. So we, we think that we try to keep our product focused on providing the best possible security for agents, again, as well as the data and the best customer experience for their clients. Yeah. And you guys have a huge, impressive customer sir, uh, sort of satisfaction score of like nine, almost 100%, like 96%, uh, which is saying a lot because as we know, realtors tend to be very critical of technology, in particular, anything 
where anything could possibly go wrong, they are going to want to blame the technology, uh, you know, and, and your technology uh, seems to seems to get blame free almost because it's so it's so effective and and efficient. And and I know you, but I really want to talk about Sentry Key, uh, which is which is your sure. newest iteration, and would love to hear. I know that you're super excited about it. You guys just rolled it out, and we just want to make sure everyone on uh, who listens and watches our show uh, is aware of of how to get access to it and, and what it does and and why they should choose. Yeah, so let me, I'll just give you a little background. The Sentry Key Showing Service product was an effort that we started about 15 months ago. So um, this was pre some of the current merger and acquisition activity that's occurred. So um, our board of directors and I and our, our, our leadership looked at this and said, we, knew, we noticed there's a lot of consolidation going on in showing service space. And we said, you know, this is a great fit for the lockbox side, the access piece. They're like peanut butter and jelly. They go together very easily. You know, if you're accessing the property, it's usually in relation to a showing that's an appointment that's scheduled. So we said, why don't we add the appointment scheduling capability into the platform, leverage our great customer service platform we have, our call center technology we have to you know, really compete with the, the showing times, other products out there in the world. That was really the kind of the genesis for it. Certainly today with the you know, re recent acquisitions in the industry, that's generated a lot of uh, greater interest in the product. Now that there's an, an option or an alternative out there, we're, we're excited about the, the interest that's generated in the marketplace. Yeah, we're interested in, I'm in the local Chicago market and showing time is what's currently built into our, our local MLS. Um, can you talk about sort of how agents would, if they were interested in using Century Key, um, how they would, you know, make the shift or, or, you know, how would they actually, you know, sign up for it to be able to schedule showings? Yeah, so here's how this is going to work. So initially, as we're launching the product, we're launching it to associations and MLSs first as a kind of a platform play, uh, simply because for us to try to go out and attack, you know, a market of 1.4 million agents out there covering, you know, a zillion different jurisdictions, a thousand associations and MLSs, we we said, okay, let's go with that approach because then we can put the platform out there and then agents can subscribe to that. An important fact that we've been asked a lot about is, do you, does it require that the Century Lock Lockbox platform be in place? The answer is, in Q3, it will not. In Q3, we'll offer to any MLS or association, regardless of Lockbox platform. Today, it's just easier for us to launch on our own platform just to make it make that transition smoother as we kind of get, get our legs under us and get more customers on board. So if anyone's currently a CenturyLock subscriber, do they have access to CenturyKey today or, or not quite yet or... Not quite yet. It would take the association or MLS to, to basically engage our product on that level. And then the agents can uh, basically purchase the additional functionality from through us uh, for the platform. Some of the MLSs and associations we're talking to are actually rolling out the product uh, system-wide to all their agents and all their members. That way they can utilize it. And depending on the association or MLS, it might be the very basic integration or maybe as much as the call center integration. So different levels, different needs for different folks. But uh, we're seeing that activity coming primarily, again, through the associations and MLSs initially. So is the overall sort of vision uh, for MLS integration with the, the software. So for example, the software that, that's used here locally in Chicago is called MRED. Um, and in, right now in MRED, I believe showing time might be the only native uh, option in, inside the software. However, um, do you see that that going forward, you know, there would be two options or, or two or two choices, right? If you want to subscribe to, you know, Sentry Key that may show up natively as well inside of uh, each MLS. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. Certainly, uh, some associations and MLSs want one product to support. 
And that's fine. And they may choose us. They may choose other options out there. But I believe you'll see in multiple markets where there's a choice of, of platforms and there will be the little bug on the listing or whatever. It's either a, you know, a century key showing or a showing time showing. But I fully believe over the course of the next few years, you're going to see where MLSs probably may adopt one or more platforms to provide their agents choice again. So they can choose the, cho the platform that they're, they're most familiar with or most comfortable with or the features are what they're looking for. So I, I do believe you will see that. There's been some discussion right now within uh, uh, Rezo, effectively the Real, Start Real Estate Standards Organization, about potentially starting up a, a showing service cross-platform functionality or interoperability kind of standard, which will be important, I think, in the future because certainly having multiple platforms in a market, you need to make sure those platforms talk to each other. That way, sure. if an appointment is scheduled on one app, they can actually have it to show up in the, in the other platform. So I think you'll see some interesting things come out with that over the next six months to a year. And so let, let's, I'd love to just get uh, granular all the way down to the end user sort of experience, meaning the realtor experience using SentryKey. Can you just walk us through a workflow of, of sort of, you know, what, you can, what can be done, how it works, and, and sort of the, the end game as well? Sure. So just like any appointment scheduling platform, uh, the, first of all, the agent can set up the appointment, the calendaring. They can set up their itinerary for their, their showings that they're going to perform. The, all of the confirmation activity is all done electronically, either through the app or through telephone calls or through text messaging. So we support all the different communication platforms. Something that's very interesting about our, our platform, one thing we're investing in is a lot is artificial intelligence or machine learning. That's related primarily around the appointment rescheduling. So we know that in showing services, rescheduling happens all the time. <laughs> sure. Listings go off market, you know, buyer interest changes. So what we know happens currently is there's a lot of manual interaction between the listing and the, or the buyer's agent and the seller's agent trying to maybe you know, adjust those schedules. We're trying to just bring the machine learning in place that can actually automatically do all that work for the agent. It can even take into account things like traffic conditions. It can rearrange the itinerary around saying, gee, you know, there's, a, there's a backup on Interstate 75 and you know, you're going to be late to your next appointment. Would you like me to help reestablish re a new appointment time or reorganize your schedule in a way that'll be more effective? So what we're trying to do is give the agent more time with their clients so they're not worrying about all of those you know, administrative kinds of tasks they have to do and really making that more effective for their, uh, for their use and their, their time of the day. We know that agents definitely today are, are stressed by the amount of time that their, their workload takes up for them. And so we're trying to provide them a little relief on that so they can be more efficient in how they perform showings on properties. Boy, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and that is very exciting. Uh, and I, I just sort of want to reiterate the how, how cool it would be with the with the AI module to be able to consist, consistently evaluate showings, not just doing the rescheduling, but actually evaluate your current showing schedule and, and saying, hey, we might suggest a, a reschedule here uh, just based Definitely. on you know weather or traffic conditions, which is very, very interesting and exciting. Um, curious about Will Century Key direct communicate with the customer, or is it really only a broker-to-broker -broker system, or agent-to-agent? -agent, I should say. Certain states call them uh, agents, others brokers. But realtor-to-realtor, -realtor, or will it also communicate directly with with the end user, or with the buyer? So, it, seller? good good question. So, for example, on the buyer and seller side, certainly the agents can involve their buyer and seller in the communication process, so they can receive the notifications, they can respond to those notifications. Um, but it allows the agent really to decide whether or not that's what they want to have their client do, or does the client expect them to do that on their behalf? Typically, most of your appointment scheduling and always the, you know, the, the agents always get involved with their clients because, you know, schedules change, et cetera. But I think we've got a very nice mix of the ability to control that based on the type of client needs that you have. So 
But there is the ability for that platform to communicate directly out to the uh, clients. We even have a client app that allow those clients who are a buyer, you can go around and, and track the properties you visited, manage all your showing appointment, your own schedule through that, have your spouse or significant other as part of that process. So we realize involving them electronically and certainly with today's uh, uh, in incoming buyers, a lot of millennials that are very technology focused, they love to have that ability to see that information immediately, make those adjustments. They expect they're tethered to their phones. They want to use their phone as their primary means of communication. If you say, would you like a phone call? They're like, what? I don't, want, I don't talk to anybody on a phone. I just want to do it electronically. So that's the way the, pro the product was built. And I will tell you that we designed this really from the ground up through focus groups, looking at you know, other technologies out there. And so this was not something a bunch of engineers in a vacuum built. We had uh, focus groups, et cetera, from agents around our area help us design the, the key functionality that makes their life easier. Yeah, that uh, that makes sense. It's I, I used to my before getting into involved in real estate, I was an IT uh, marketing person, and I used to witness daily, uh, oftentimes the disconnect between the developers and the end user, simply because two completely different personality types and skill sets and and understandings. And uh, being uh, being that you did a lot of focus groups and continue to ping the realtors to make sure that the products you know meeting their needs and their clients' needs is is obviously critical. And, and you've obviously done a great job of that um, with with CenturyLock and now also CenturyKey. Well, I want to ask sort of the big question, or maybe it's not the big question to our listeners, but but something that certainly um, is, is very prominent here in the news, especially around technology with some of the mergers uh, that have happened, which is around data. Uh, and what is done with that data? Is that data, you know, kept private? Is it is it sold? Is it parsed out uh, and utilized for advertising purposes? So obviously, you know, can you talk a little bit about data collection and then what you guys intend to do or not do with it? It's a great question. And I think that's a, a great, very relevant question with this, what's going on in the industry with a lot of consolidation. So what we do with the data currently is there's only one place the data goes to, and we take the access data, we summarize that and send it over to NAR's uh, chief economist, Lawrence Yoon. And he uses that to help provide market reports to agents. Uh, the data doesn't go to any third party that uh, would utilize that data in any, any other way. We, we realize that the agent's data and the broker's data around the listing and the sale is incredibly important and should be kept private. Uh, NAR certainly doesn't have any uh, aspirations to use that data for anything other than products that would benefit real estate agents and keeping that data in the family, basically. So uh, we don't use it for anything else either. We will use it to help uh, agents promote listings to other agents that are looking for particular types of properties. For example, one of the great things we can do that's been available in MLSs for years, but isn't widely used, is that buyer prospecting. Buyers are visiting particular types of homes. We can understand what that looks like. When new listings are placed in the system, we can give those listing agents an opportunity to promote that listing right to those buyers that are looking for that type of property. So we can help you know, facilitate, uh, hopefully, faster sale, more eyes on the property to basically provide the maximum value to the seller and give those buyers the, the maximum amount of choice, letting them know listings are coming on the market. Uh, and today, certainly in the environment with the low inventories, listings coming on, going on the market and coming off very quickly, incredibly important to give those buyers an update and say, hey, did you know this house just went on the market? You better go check it out right now because at five o'clock today, it may not be on the market any longer. So those are our, our data usages that we actually uh, put into place, but you're not gonna see us uh, out there selling the information. We have privacy agreements set up with the MLS and association that we will not re resell their information. So it's safe. We're a trusted provider in the marketplace and we've never taken the, the data over 18 years that we've had and resold that to anybody. So. And that's probably a big differentiator. What are we doing? We're not going to utilize that information against an agent or a broker in another, some other com sort of competitive way. And that's where I think 
we deliver a distinct uh, advantage in that space. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Um, and just a, a quick question. This was actually coming from one of our property management team members here at, at our company here in Chicago, mm-hmm. which is, do you ever anticipate moving into the self-showing space? So so being able to, to work directly with consumers, not bypassing realtors, but for other purposes, um, like sh- I know ShowMojo does that currently. Are there any plans to sort of get involved in that vertical? Yeah, so for on the, sh- the self-showing side, um, let me tell you what we are doing. So we are doing it in kind of an adjunct market in the apartment rental space with a company called Rently. Uh, Rently uses the CenturyLock product on a lot of their listings for, uh, you know, basically for people to go and visit an apartment that's empty or vacant and they can view it without the property manager having to drive across town to meet that prospective renter. Uh, But on the real estate sales side, most associations and MLSs have have rules restricting self-showings. In other words, they want an agent present as part of their bylaws. Um, so from a technology perspective, our product can do it today. We can certainly, it's certainly possible through our, our, our temporary access codes, et cetera. It's been available for, you know, 15 years. You could do that. So, but we don't have any direct desire to push into that space unless an association MLS found that to be, you know, a, a, a new way to do business or an advantage. If that's the case, our product certainly supports it, but we want to keep agents uh, out of trouble with their local association and MLS. So we, we discourage the practice and certainly, uh, those associations, MLSs, if there's enforcement issues, can can do that on our behalf or on their behalf to try to, you know, limit that activity if that's what their objective is. And also, uh, yeah, thanks for that. That's that's particularly helpful. Um, and I, as as somebody who came from the the IT space and just finds. Um, you know, developer roadmap stuff really interesting as the nerdy side of me loves to 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 uh, to, to ask about. Um, are there? And you know, you've talked about some of the future uh, the future sort of features that your your team is working on. But is there anything else coming uh, in which you may or, or may not be able to share? Um, but curious if there's anything that you could share about or what be, might be coming in version 1.1 or version 2.0 of, of CentryKey. So on the showing service, certainly, you know, there is a long roadmap of, of feature functionality that's coming out. And so users of that system will see continued improvements, new feature functionality, things as simple as mileage tracking has been something, something we've been asked for oh, for all the tax purposes. Great. Just, you know, some very simple things. Uh, and there's also some more complex features that will be coming down the road uh, that, you know, you'll see uh, in terms of greater usability, greater flexibility, uh, you know, more contact options, uh, certainly better integration with our call center. These are all things you're going to see uh, incremental improvements in some areas and some some very interesting technology, again, on machine learning that will continue to leverage for uh, agents using the platform. So what you see today is a very functional system, provides the the core scheduling capabilities that an agent needs. But there'll be a lot of very interesting uh, adjunct features that we have on the roadmap coming forth in the next uh, 12 months that I think agents will be really excited about. Well, once that happens, we, we'd love to have you back to, to keep uh, introducing those new features to our audience. But for right now, if any of our listeners who, who are realtors and are currently CenturyLock subscribers wish to participate in the CenturyKey system, um, how do they make that transition to CenturyKey? Yeah, so the best thing to do is check with their association, MLSC, if they are actively researching. We are currently right now in conversation with associations and MLSs representing over 700,000 agents in the U.S. and Canada. So like I said, we've had amazing feedback. Now, I'm sure not all those are going to choose to go with CenturyLock, but we've got a lot of uh, market interest right now, and we have a number of customers are coming on board over the next six months. So uh, good chances are we're probably, there's some conversation that may be happening already. Check your association MLS, see if it's on the radar. And if it is, they'll be able to give you a better idea of timing. And if if they 
if they aren't currently exploring that, or if you don't know whether they're exploring it, you know, contact your local association and ask. And, and I think it's important that if agents want choice, that they should ask the associations work for the agents and the agents are paying, uh, paying those dues and fees. So um, reach out to your local association, you know, ask them about Century Key and, and, um, and, and ask for, for, for choice. If, if there's only showing time, for example, if that's the only option and you want a, a option to do Century Key built right into the MLS, you have to tell your local association what you want. Um, so reach out to them. And, um, and then, yeah. And then as far as if you're not currently a Century Lock subscriber, you were saying in, in quarter three of 2021, you will be able to sign up directly as well. We, we believe, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So the platform itself today can support non-lockbox system users. But in terms of our rollout and uh, overall planning, we said we've got enough interest in our current core customer base. Let's address them first. But as we move forward here into Q3, you'll start to see, and we're in conversation with a number of customers that are not on CenturyLock right now. We'll see us rolling those into the platform as well. Very, very exciting stuff. Well, I will let Scott get back to, to his busy day. I was telling him just before we went on that I, uh, I I wasn't sure I would be able to make it through this uh, this conversation without passing out since I got my second vaccination shot yesterday afternoon and then just came from a workout. But I, I made it through and I appreciate Scott's patience as I uh, was sweating through this entire <laughs> this entire conversation. But I think this was an, a really good conversation and, and a more an important conversation as well. And agents are you know it's funny we we get. Uh, on our show, we're constantly pitched by publicists for different technology providers and services. And we we turn down pretty much everyone because I'm never quite sure which technology provider is, is even worth talking to or talking about. The space is so large. There's so many players, but CenturyLock is a trusted name. Uh, obviously, uh, probably almost all of our listeners are either using it or are familiar with it. So we are thrilled and, and honored to have Scott uh, on, the, uh, on the podcast. And we will definitely be bringing him back um, as the uh, product continues to evolve. So if you're not already using CenturyLock, contact your local association uh, and, and learn about it. And then also ask about CenturyKey. And if they are working if, to get that integrated with their uh, MLS software. Um, Scott, thank you so much for being part of the show. Oh, thank we you. Really, really honor you and, and appreciate your, your patience uh, and, uh, and your uh, generosity of time. We know how busy you are running a huge company and having time to share with our podcast is, is really uh, appreciated. And for all of, so on behalf of, and also on behalf of Scott and myself, we want to thank all of our listeners and viewers for continuing to support our show. If the best way that you can continue to help us grow is just tell a friend, think of one other realtor, a real estate professional that could benefit from hearing this great conversation with Scott and send them a link to our show. The best way to do that, go right to our website, send them a link to keepingitrealpod.com. Every single episode we've ever done is there. It can be streamed right from the browser. They don't need to be a podcast person. Uh, if they are a podcast person though, have them pull up a podcast app, search for Keeping It Real and hit that subscribe button. And on behalf of the audience, we, we thank Scott for his time and uh, we will see everyone on the next episode. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Appreciate it. You did great, by the way. You didn't. No. No. Uh, no. No. Nothing. Your your vaccine didn't affect you at all. You're looking great. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to go pass out in about one minute, so uh, I will. Uh, <laughs> I. It's, it's Scott. Also, I was telling me when he got his his first shot, he went on a bike ride afterwards and and had that same experience of oh maybe this wasn't the best idea, but I'm glad we got through it together. Uh, Scott, you're a great guest, and uh, thanks so much. Oh, thank you. Uh -oh.